Hi guys, welcome back to Maz Talks and this is the first episode of a whole new season with me. I'm excited and I hope you guys are too. Today's episode is my story basically, so far. <laughs> Let's get straight into it. So if you didn't know, I'm from Slough. It's a place outside of West London. I've lived there all my life. <laughs> I went to a Catholic primary school and straight after that I went to a basically a normal school. <laughs> um, the school itself was actually all right. All my cousins went there. I, so I obviously went there to my little sisters and brothers and cousins and you know the whole like your whole family ends up going to that school. That was basically me. So <laughs> yeah, during secondary school I would say I was a a bit of a rebel. I'm <laughs> I'm not going to say a bit. I was a rebel. I was that child that I could multitask as well. So I could multitask being that bad girl as well as being that good girl. Like I'll still get the grades. But my behavior was something else. It got to a point where I got excluded from school. Sigh. And that's when reality hit me that the way that I was going wasn't the way that, let's say, God intended for me. Do you know what I'm saying? Uh, I was hurting a lot of people, hurting my family. And it was, it, I needed to change ASAP. That's basically, long story short, I had to change my, what I was doing because what I was doing was not helping anybody. It wasn't helping myself. So I had to pattern up. During that time, I was, you know, yeah, at home, excluded. I had time to reflect. And I feel like that's what exclusions are for. They're not for you to chill and just be relaxing at home and just eating. It wasn't a thing like that. It was time for me to reflect because, you know, when you come back for that meeting, they ask you, you know, A, B and C, and then you're put on report. I think that time I realised that, Mary, you need to... Pattern up your life. You can't be doing this. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, the stuff that you're doing now will affect you later on. So from that moment, I basically changed. Who, it wasn't. I didn't change myself significantly, but I just changed p- the people I chilled with. Um, what I was doing in classrooms, like you know, like lunchtime and break time, you can muck around and be stupid. But when it came to being in the classroom, you gotta be focused and make sure you do stuff. That's one thing I said at the start that I'm very, I can multitask. So I can chat to you the whole class, the whole time in the classroom and still manage to get my work done and do extension while you're still on the first, you know, batch of work. So that's something that I had. So yeah, after that, I changed my last star, <laughs> not my last star, but you know what I mean? I just changed myself and it was good to go. It got to like GCSEs. Um, for those who are wondering, I picked philosophy and ethics, ICT, media studies and B- BTEC business studies. That's the subjects I picked. They did not have no correlation, but that's fine because we're all about no correlation out here, aren't we? So during GCSE times, I just found it hard to not revise per se, but like it was hard to revise. I went like, I was revising, but then I was very, I was sleeping as well. Like I was balancing it out. It got to a point where they pulled myself and a few, like not a few other people, like I say a classroom full of people into one room and they told us that you guys are not gonna get like your five GCSEs you get. So obviously it annoyed me because it was like, how are you gonna tell me I'm not gonna get five GCSEs? Are you okay? <laughs> are you God? No? Listen, I had to graft, man. I'm telling you, I had to go to school on Saturdays. 
on the, like bro on a weekend bruv when everyone's at home why am i going to school i had to stay after school and do like extra stuff this was just maths only the rest of it i had covered it was just maths and the thing is with my family is that everyone is good at maths <laughs> every single person is good at maths so it was like why mary you're struggling i don't understand why are you struggling but yeah i was grafting like i was revising i think that's the only thing that i wanted to pass like if i pass maths i'm good because my family like i said my granddad was a doctor and my mum is very good at my mum can work out stuff very quickly which is very like confusing especially because you know back in ghana the maths that they do there is not the maths that they would we do now so yeah she picks up things really quickly my brother's good at maths my dad's good at maths my uncle's like do you know do you get it like i'm trying to say like everyone's good at maths apart from me why am i struggling so anyway gcse's come i smash it the only thing that i failed was science but you know what i mean i wasn't really messing with the science stuff my dad knows he already knew mary doesn't like that sort of stuff so for me to even get e <laughs> that was excellent um yeah i've got that and i i'm the person that i didn't go to a different sixth form or um, a different college i went to the same secondary school and i w- i just transferred over to the school's um sixth form which worked for me because I knew the teachers, I felt comfortable, everybody was staying anyway, so I was like, why not? For those who are wondering again, for A-levels, I decided to study media studies, ICT again, but this time I said photography. I'll explain it. With photography, as I'm doing media studies, it will help me out. So that's what I decided to do. ICT, my dad always said to me that the world is going to become, you know, is it robot robot hey it's gonna be like you know everything's just managed by computers and that robots and stuff so um yeah study ict so that's why i studied ict for gcc i did it for a level and i'm partly doing it kind of now but it's self-taught so that's what i did for a levels a levels i found the jump ridiculous like gcse's i thought my life was at risk yet but a levels hmm hmm her <laughs> that one is not a joke that one is not a joke at all um during my time at sixth form that like, i was a sixth form leader then i became sixth form president alongside one of the girls i went to school with also um in like year 11 or whatever i was a peer mentor or whatever they call it like a peer leader basically you know them leadership roles in it i was really i was really into into this type of stuff so very quickly you know what i mean i got my way but yeah six one was all right uh <laughs> results day came for uni and chalet when i say yeah i was shocked i think i got in b-tech business i got i think it's a pass or merit media studies that i actually enjoy i got a d but when you work it out um in the coursework i think i got a b and then in the exam i got um i don't know what i got in the exam but basically it overall to a cd something like that and then ict listen our teacher weren't even serious like that so <laughs> barely to anything but anyway i i got a d in that one a distinct i don't know what it is because that one was b tech as well but yeah, my results were very techy, so I didn't get to go to my actual choice of uni, which was 
University of Essex. <laughs> That's what I had my eye on the whole, my whole, like I had my life mapped out. I can't lie to you. I said I was gonna go University of Essex, do A, B and C. When I finished, do my masters, A, B and C. Oh, that plan shattered within a few seconds of opening UCAS. I can tell you that for free. Um, I ended up obviously coming to DMU, which um, it's going to be a testimony one day because I, I'm going to explain it to you guys. So obviously when you're in sixth form, your first year is mainly like just to get into stuff. Your last year is when you're, you know, proper searching into where you want to go to uni, what you want to study, or if you want to do apprenticeship. Like basically that's when you'll find out your next steps. I've now collected my cousin, my big sis, Dorcas, and I was like, sis, I need to go check out uni. So she was like, whenever you're ready, let me know, we'll go check it out. University of Essex, it wasn't the first uni I checked anyway, but it was a uni that I looked at and I said, nah, this is the uni I can go to. It fits in with my character. I'm gonna study hard because I, obviously, for example, DMU is known as the party uni. So I said, I'm not really coming here to party like that. <laughs> I beg to differ, but, um, let me go Essex, let me chill, all of that. Stay away from, like, because no one no one at uni picks University of Essex. So I was like, let me pick it because I don't want to be with my, my friends anyway. So it's calm. Like I said, um, DMU was my insurance uni just because all my cousins are here, family are here. Like, so I'm, like, even if I do come here, I'm cool. Like, I know a lot of people, a lot of people from Slough that I knew, like, my, my old, the older lot some of them come here as well so I was in a way I was comfortable coming here but it wasn't my number one choice that's why I made it my insurance so you you know six forms finished now everyone's saying bye all of that the only thing that's on my mind is am I gonna get into uni because <laughs> you know what I mean I can't stay home no way so the whole time yeah between finishing six form to results day DMU were literally everywhere. When I see, I go on YouTube adverts. My TV, bro. Why are you on my TV? On my phone, I'm on you. Like, I'm on my phone, I'm seeing DMU. Like, I keep seeing DMU everywhere. And I'm thinking, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? DMU are now emailing me as well. And because I went to DMU for two interviews as well, the lecturers that were there were emailing me me as well they were asking me you know how's things going are you ready to settle in they kept sending me like accommodation stuff and i'm thinking ah i'm not even trying to come to this uni so why are you sending me like all this stuff you're in my insurance like relax where like <laughs> i was saying i was like what university of essex you're not trying to email me now nah. no email cool so Sorry, guys. Like I said, this is my story in it, so it's kind of long and that. But I'm just saying that I'm just like, why is DMU like bear pressuring me? Like, why are you just emailing me? I'm not coming to you lot. You're my insurance anyway. What the hell? Anyway, results day um comes now. I'm you know me and my good sis Sasha. Um, we go to sixth form. We go pick up the results. I I I can't lie, cause I already checked it on UCAS in it. Yeah, like. I already knew that no matter what the paper is going to say the same thing like I was I really thought maybe when I get there the paper would change or something but no open up the paper I know you have them teachers there oh yeah how did you do how did you do phew I didn't dig you I didn't dig you but I remember I called my dad and I was like I was upset and he could hear it in my voice and I'm like 
I can't lie, I didn't get to the uni I wanted to go to. And he goes, bro, it's not the end of the world. Like, Mary, pick up your head and you just take on the next steps. Whatever's going to happen, it's going to happen. There's a reason for everything. And till this day, like, what my dad told me, it sticks in my head. Like, there's a reason for everything. Because obviously I'm a Christian and I believe in God. I always say God does things for a reason. But you will never understand it in that moment or next week or next year. But you'll find out eventually. Um, so yeah, I decided, let me pack my accommodation and everything, came to DMU, um, now I'm saying, if you don't know what DMU stands for, DeMontfort University, in Leicester, in the Midlands. So, I'm currently studying journalism, single honours, and I'm loving it. I won't lie to you, every single course that you're gonna take or do is gonna give you some sort of stress. Yes, this course gave me very a lot of stress. Like, I won't lie to you. During my first year, my mom called me every single week and she said to me, Amma, are you sure you want to do this course? Because you know you can start again. Because obviously, if you do your first year and you don't like it, you can just, you know, in the summer, cancel your, you know, the course and then start another course or just go to different uni and start a different course there. And I made a promise to my mom. I said to her, listen, I'm finding it difficult, but... If I don't, like, let's say if I fail the course in it, in because it, I think we get results in, like, early August or something, in it. I said to her, if I fail it, then cool. I will switch my course to something else. I'll go do nursing or something, which I re- actually dislike with so much. Mm! I said, yeah. I kept praying. I kept praying. I remember, I think I did prayer and fasting as well. And I was like, God, I, there's no way I can fail this course because there's a reason why I'm doing... I've, like I'm like I said, guys, I studied media from from what year ten all the way till now. Like, there's no way I'm gonna let that go. Do you get it? That's that's what I do. So results day came and they said, yeah, you you basically passed with two one, and I was like, <laughs> guess who is not changing their course? Me because hey, uh, <laughs> it's not me that's gonna be changing courses. And I think at that moment in time, that's when my mum my knew that, nah, she's going to take it seriously. So I kept saying to my friend, like, I'm going to, let's start a podcast, let's start a podcast, let's let's start something in it. Because I don't think a lot of people realise, yeah, you can study a course, but if you're not doing any any extra stuff behind the scenes, you're basically just doing the course for the paper, you're not doing anything else. So I said, you know what, let me start it. Because people in my class, there was one guy who, who was reporting, like, weekly like um leicestershire like um their football team matches and stuff there was two girls who already had a podcast like you know and they were getting awards and i said yeah hey i don't even like writing i can't lie and i know it sounds my because my course is basically writing but um i'll get onto that later on i said let me just start the podcast i procrastinated <laughs> till like january i got my boy Emmanuel, also known as Temi Montana. I'm going to make sure his at is below. Check him out. He made my logo, my first logo, by the way. And I said to myself, I've got to start. So I started my podcast in February. And currently we are on 36 episodes. This is 37, but yeah, 36 episodes so far. And I'm, I won't lie to you. It's one of the best things I've, I've, I've decided to do in a long time. And... The, it's opened so many doors for me that I can't even begin to <sighs> it's so crazy when I look back at it like the past couple months have been incredible and I wish like I could share all of them with you guys but 
I'll give you some little bits and bobs later on. So during my time at uni, uh, I was in the African Caribbean Society. From first year, I was publicity officer. So I was in charge of promotion and making sure people knew about events and contacting people and stuff like that. I loved it. Second year, I was president of ACS. <laughs> it was a hard job, I won't lie. Some days I was stressed out to the max, but you could never tell because I'm good at stuff like that, good at hiding stuff. But no, I definitely loved it. I loved my committee first and second year. Loved them to bits. Everyone was pushing their way. Everyone was trying. Because there's literally, there's not a lot that you can do. Because, <laughs> yeah, it's bare mad. But I'll get onto that in a different episode because that itself deserves its own episode. During my time at uni, I met Theo. Well, I knew Theo kind of before coming to uni. So when I was, when I came to uni in 2018, I already knew who my man is. Like I already knew who Boss was. Um, I started off as a promoter. Then, yeah, <laughs> he asked me to join the management team. And from then, I was very skeptical because I didn't want, really want to be doing, like, being in charge of a society and also being part of a management group because it requires you to do a lot. I don't think people like actually realize how much you have to do but he believed in me and he said you know what Maz I'm gonna put you in there regardless like <laughs> I don't know why he didn't sign up in the first place yeah because by the way he posted it around like who was be part of the management team apply I never applied um <laughs> just due to the due to that reason and then by the time you knew it he persuaded me to be in there and I won't lie to you it was the best decision that I've, like I've done in a long time because every single person in that management team is incredible and they're just such good like motivation like these lot are incredible i love every single member of the team shout out to you guys uncle topr i love all of you guys because every single time i'm slacking these lot make sure like maz pattern up do you know what i'm saying like they always make sure you're good what like if (laughs) when i tell you they're a family yeah proper family like they make sure that you're good all the time they check up on you. They always help you out. When it comes to promo, they're good. It's incredible. But yeah, I'm part of Uncle Tio PR management. And I'm saying, get to know. Like, if you don't know, get to know. Anywho, <laughs> back to the story at hand. So, um, I went home in June due to the whole pandemic well, not really due to the pandemic. I can't lie, my accommodation back in March or whatever told us we're gonna have to pay rent regardless. So I stayed till the end of the contract Then I went home. When I went home, I couldn't find work. And that's because first of all, where I live as well, is not a place where there's jobs just flying, flying around, okay? I applied places, places were telling me, nah, due to like the COVID situation, I was like, come. Then I realized, Maz, you have a whole podcast. Why not do something with your podcast and see where it goes? So one day I was just sitting there and I was just, like I said, procrastinating. And I put out like a little poster. First of all, I didn't know that poster would get that much like attention from people. The poster itself was just um, telling people, if you have a story or topic you want to share, you know, message me, we can book a time and we will record. This was for August. I, I set myself a challenge to record as many episodes as I possibly can before the end of, before I basically come back to uni. So 
I posted that a few people popped up. I was like, I, I knew, you know, a couple people pop up, like maybe t- two or three people. When I tell you more than like 20, 50, like 20, 30 people popped up to me, yeah, I was so like overwhelmed because first of all, <laughs> um, when I was at home, my time frame was between 8 a.m. and 2 p.m. in the afternoon because after 2 p.m., everyone's back in the house. And at night, my mum and dad are sleeping, so I can't really record and be making noise to get it. So I was working in a time crunch, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I tried to record as many as I possibly could. And I won't lie, I was getting a lot of people messaging me, you know, telling me, yeah, I like this episode, this episode helped me, A, B and C. And that's what I said, yeah. Maybe Maz Talks might have to move in a slightly different direction, but keep on with the self-development, but also give the opportunity for people to come on my podcast and be able to talk about topics that are, you know, like what, what, how can I say it? Topics that are burning in them, like topics that they feel like need to be heard. That's basically it. And I, <laughs> somehow, 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 um, my boss in Slough who I like I work with a volunteering group called Aixaf and Rob messaged me and he was like oh I've got an opportunity for you and I'm like boss you already know like I'm down whatever opportunity you have for me I'm gonna take it I'm not gonna think twice so he was like I need you to record um, a podcast about coronavirus about the testing and talking about the myths and I said that's light work, man. I can do that. <laughs> then he said, no, you got to get dressed and <laughs> get tested in it. And I'm like, oh, well, boss, about that. <laughs> Tee hee hee. So anyway, I got dressed the next day, slapped on my uniform, went to go get tested just so that obviously I can talk about the experience. How can I talk about experience if I've never done it? Did that now. Took a couple of pictures. Um, this lovely girl called Di- Diana D- oh, I forgot her name but anyway Dina something like that begins with D she took up she took up pictures for me for the newspaper and bada boom bada bing bada bing I basically produced a podcast for Slough Council which is obviously big because in my area that's where I live people need to know my name did that after that <laughs> Bridget Teta from BBC Berkshire Radio you know hit me up and she was like I want to get you on my show and I said cool we recorded it a couple weeks later um Phil Kennedy you know hit me up and he was like listen I want you on my show we need to get you on did did a little segment with him and it was so incredible because this all started because of me actually putting in the hard work and like dedication and you know that time and you see all of that it it just works in your favor and um during that whole time in the summer i was getting closer to god as well like i would say extra close because i was praying every day i was making sure i was reading my bible watching sermons like i'm always doing something and that god was basically telling me you see when you follow me everything else just makes sense it just makes sense so i'm at home and i like after the radio show with bridget and um phil kennedy i was like to my dad hmm, one day i'm gonna own my own like radio show just like granddad did i'm not gonna get emotional because i've done that already but my one of my granddads that died um during my first year of uni he 
you can hear it in my voice, but <laughs> basically, long story short, 2017, I went to Ghana, I met him, and he was telling me that, you know, back in Ghana, where, where he, obviously back in Ghana, but where he, when he was younger and stuff, he used to have, like, his own radio station, that's why he knows loads of people, and I was like, oh, that's crazy, that, that was basically the time as well, I was trying to pick out what should I study at uni, so that's why I studied journalism, I want to study broadcasting, but journalism as a whole makes sense. So when he died in first year, it hurt me because, granddad, man, I'm trying, I'm coming to uni for you, man. I want to make you happy, you know what I'm saying? So I told my dad, yeah, dad, I'm going to have my own radio show. And he was like, Amma, whatever you believe you can do, you pray, you pray to God and you leave it with God, that's it. And I said, that's it, in Jesus' name, amen. That day, I remember I prayed a hefty prayer because already God, God is giving me all of this, bro. I was just recording episodes with people, yeah, just for the the, the sheer bands, basically. And I've done something for my council. The newspaper I used to write for are now featuring me in their newspaper. I've been on BBT Berkshire Radio twice. And these people that I, I, I said, yeah, they're big people. Like, when you search them up, they're actually people that have been hosting for a long time. They've got an audience, everything. So when i was praying i got down on my knees i said god listen all i want is this for my birthday if my birthday is december the 4th by the way we're in that time we're i think we're in august and my dad said you're gonna get it and i, I didn't believe in him because you know if you get your own radio show and all that stuff it's very long so i just prayed to god and i left it. i never spoke to anybody about it ever again and <laughs> my boss theo he pulled through he called me one day and he was like Maz, I remember you you were talk, talking to me about like having your own radio show and I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And he was like, yeah, I've got an opportunity for you. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and he's like, to have your own show? And I'm like, now what are you talking about? Like I, I genuinely thought he was joking. Like I didn't want to believe it until like it actually happened. So when I got back to Leicester, I like it was still in my head, but it wasn't anything like big, 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 big like that. Couple days later, he sends me like a video of like where we'll be recording our like show and stuff and i'm thinking no this is too real i really thought he was lying like <laughs> i really thought he was lying then after that i was like boss i like this i like this i like this um he came we had a meeting at my place and we just like for the name logo and everything um we filled out some forms and stuff, signed some forms too. And I promise you, I was sitting there like a little kid in the candy in the candy shop, yeah, just smiling and grinning. Because if you know me, this is one of the dreams that I had from the get-go back in 2018. Like, I've had this dream since then. So for me to now accomplish it in a, such a short amount of time is so crazy to me. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So we've done that now and it's our first show obviously your first show is always going to be a bit of a ajay because <laughs> you don't know what's going on properly and you're trying to get used to stuff it was calm but big up to theo times like a hundred and god bless him prop like times 10 because we both we both host a show called word on the street um you guys can find it in my bio on instagram at mass talks but yeah currently we're on a pause due to covid that's rising again so we'll be back very very shortly but make sure you do follow me on social so you know like when we're doing stuff but 
we had like five shows, I think, five or four shows, and they were actually good. We've had some guests on the show. One thing I want to touch upon is that not a lot of people know this, so it's going to become new to you guys, but I have dyslexia. I've had it probably for a while, but, (laughs) you know, I've never really needed the help per se until coming to uni, but... Um, yeah, coming to uni, I realised I did a test for it and they said, yeah, you have dyslexia. But luckily for me, my uni that I go to, they're very helpful with all of that DSA support and stuff. So I won't lie to you. It works. It's good. They help me a lot. I have one-to-one meetings. That's what I wanted to say that I, yes, I have dyslexia and it's hard for me to write per se, but I picked a writing course. So don't let that stop you from achieving your goals. I never use my dyslexia as any form of like, oh, I have dyslexia, I can't do that. No, I never do that. I I actually hate saying I have it because then people look at you like, oh, you can't read. (laughs) But like I use that as a form of getting myself out there, working 10 times harder than other people just because I have have it in a way. Um, I started this podcast because I'm a, good speaker you know what I mean I'm a good speaker so I can use different ways to inform and entertain you guys and this is what I do that is why I wanted to <laughs> like be on tv have my own radio station because I can show you my personality and stuff through there yes if you go on my Instagram there are a few articles on my highlight that I have written that's because of uni. That's, yes, I have written articles that have been published. I used to write articles back in Slough before uni as well. So I'm very used to the writing thing. But with with dyslexia, I feel like when you continuously read books and stuff and do stuff that's out of your comfort zone, you realise that you can actually just kind of battle it out. But anyway, what I'm trying to say is that don't let anything, anything in your life stop you from achieving what you want to do. Yes, there will be times where you feel like giving up, but you need to realise the stuff that you do now is going to affect you this time next year. So make the right steps, do the right things. And by the time you know it, you'll be in a good position in your life. I wanted to say as well that the reason why I got here is because of change. And a lot of people are not ready to change. That is why they're still in the same position that they are in two or three years later. The big change, like I said to you guys, was in secondary school. In year nine or whatever when I got excluded. That's when I had to pattern myself. If I did not pattern myself to how I am now, I would not be here talking to you today. I would not be able to share my experiences with you because I'll be going down a dark, dark route. Whereas... That day in that moment when, you know, I sat down with myself and I said, you know what, you can't you can't live like this anymore. You can't be acting like this because it's not going to take you anywhere. That is what helped. So one thing you can take away from this episode today is change. Whatever is in your life that's stopping you from achieving your goals or whatever it is, just change it. Cut it out or just pattern yourself. Move away from the situation. You can do it. I believe in you. You've got the willpower to do so. And even if you want me to hold you accountable for it, I will. 
If you're listening right now, I'm holding you accountable for your change. It's not going to be easy. I promise you, it's not going to be easy at all. But you've got this. okay? and that is all from Maz today. As always, thank you for listening to Maz Talks. It's been a pleasure for you guys tuning in today. There's going to be consistent episodes from here onwards. Thank you for being part of, you know, my journey and listening to what I've done so far. Make sure you follow me at Maz Talks on Twitter and Instagram. That is at Maz Talks on Instagram and Twitter. See you in the next one. Thank you.